Let's turn the music up for a second. Well, so tonight we're going to um, There's a new CD that came out from Davidal Everybody knows when he comes to Ace He plays, I think Tuba Shradi plays Like Bomber? Like played? Mm, no Tuba Shradi came mm-hmm. And he put out a new CD And I was, I was walking with my girls yesterday Nice day yesterday Baruch Hashem We've had some beautiful weather And a certain song came on A new song Beautiful Based on a Gemara We'll hear in a minute <clears throat> And I said this is, this, is, this is the song for the Chabura So I know Sam knows him so Sam contacted him and asked him a little bit about the song. You know, it would have been nice if he would have come. He had, he had other plans. But he left a, like a 45-second like a voice note about, about the song. So I, I, it's very important for the end of the Chabura to hear what he says, and we'll tie it all together. So listen carefully. It's very simple. To the surround sound. That's when you write songs, like Shirei Didos. I wrote the Niggin. And then it took me a long time, years, two years maybe, to come up with the words. I found words to fit and I liked it and I thought it made sense. So I first one. I think it's fine. But for that song, I was doing Dafyomi. It was in Tainus last year. I think it's uh, 28, 28 Alf. Um, and I was doing Dafyomi and it came up. And I, I just was inspired and I was, I was in my, uh, I was right near my piano. So when I learned those Nakamura, I just sat on my, uh, on my piano and the whole, the whole thing came out. The whole first part and the second part, and I think the melody for the third part. And then the third, was, uh, that took me months to like figure out what I wanted to say. And I know it occurred, it also, the same Gemara shows up, I think, two other places in Shas. Um, from this one, I called Nakimon Tfila because uh, when I learned it, it was from Nakimon, but there's two other tonight that. Uh, that mentioned the source, that mentioned the same feel. But since I uh, was in Chavitil while learning Tainus about Nakhtimon, I uh, kept it with Nakhtimon's feel. So, <clears throat> I don't know if everybody knows the Gemara. Let's, let's speak out the Gemara for a minute, just so you get a, a context of the, of the song. So there was one year there was a drought. This was when the of Mikdash was around. And there was a drought. There was no, no water, obviously. And all of the, all of Claudius was coming up a Lila Regal, Coming to the base of Migdash, thousands of, of Yidin were coming up. And Nakdimon, who was one of the richest people in Klal Yisrael, was very nervous that there wasn't going to, be, going to be enough water for the people. And he went to a guy and he said to him, I want to borrow from you 12 wells worth of water. So to, feed, to, give, to give the water to the, to the Jews. And he says, and I'll give you back the I'll give you back, first of all, I'll give you back the wells. I'll pay you back. And if I don't, I'll even give you 12 talents, whatever this means, of silver. Tons of money. So the guy says, fine. So the Jews get the water. And the time, the day was approaching that, um, that Nagdemon had to give back the water. And it hadn't yet rained. It was a drought. And uh, the guy comes to Nagdimon in the morning and says, listen, where's my, where's my water? If you don't give me the water today, then I'm, I, want the, I want the silver. And Nagdimon says, I still have time, I still have time. <coughs> so the, the guy goes to the, the base of Merchatz, he goes to the bathhouse, and he's all excited that he's going to get the money. It's been a drought for a year. What's, what's the odds that it's going to rain enough, 12 wells worth? So he's all excited. He, and Nagdimon says in the Gemara, he puts a talus on, he goes to the base of Mikdash. 
goes into the base of Megdash, and he says this tefillah. It's known before you that I did not do this for my own kavod, borrowing the water to give to the Jews. Not for the kavod of my, of my father's household. I only did this for your covet. That's the tzvil of Nagdim. He comes out of the he comes out of the base of Migdash, and it's pouring, pouring rain. All the wells fill up, and there's even extra water. The guy comes out of the bathhouse and says, "Whoa, this is this is serious." He says, "However, look, the sun's already down. It's the next day. You lose." You owe me the money. It was the next day already. They decided before sundown. So Nagdimon goes back into the base of Megdash, puts his tiles back on, and he says, Akadosh Baruch Hu, make it be known that you have a nation that you love in this world. That's what he said. He comes outside, and the clouds part, and the sun comes out, and the guy says, had this, had this not happened, you would have owed me the money, but now I see. I see there's Rabbonu Shalom who takes care and Nagdimon paid him back. I gave him the water back. They went, there on, went on their way. So that's the Gemara. And he's, and he's singing this feel of Nagdimon. So let's listen to the song. It's a little bit long. It's a little bit long, but it's, it's important. The length is important. So we'll listen, and then we'll, we'll discuss based on this expression. Yeah?
So a few questions, two questions on the story of the Gemara. So Nagdimon needs to pay back, he needs the water. He borrowed 12 wells and needs to pay back 12 wells. He needs it to rain. And he goes into the base of Migdash and he puts his talus on and he davens the Kodesh Baruch in the, whole, in the holiest place. Now if there's any one of us in the base of Migdash davening to a Kodesh Baruch in the same situation as Nagdimon, what would the words of our tefillah have been? Very simply. Kaddish Baruch Hu, please let it rain. Very simple, right? That's not what Nakdimon said. Not only, not only did Nakdimon not ask for rain, he didn't even say a bakash at all. He didn't ask for anything. The words are, Wherever the words are here, he says, Ribbon Shalom, it's known before you that I didn't do this for myself, lending out the water, and not for the this, not for the honor of my family. I did it for you. That's what he says. 
What kind of tefillah is that? He needs rain. What's he? What's he? He's giving a praise to Kodesh Baruch when he needs a bakasha. That's question one. And question two is that so he comes, so it comes out and Kodesh Baruch lets it rain. And then what happens next? The guy says, yeah, but it's the next day. The sun went down. So Nakdima goes back and again, doesn't ask. He just says, let it, let it be known that you have a nation that you love. And the Kodesh Baruch makes the sun come out. Right? Again, he doesn't, he doesn't answer Bakasha. He says something different. Why didn't the Kodesh Baruch just make the sun come out the first time? When it, the Boreum didn't know what was going to happen. He didn't know that that guy was going to ask the, the Kasha on Nagdima. And then and he made Nagdima go back into the base of Nagdash Davin again. Just make the sun come out the first time. Two questions. So Korach, this week's Pasha, Korach, crazy Maisa. At the end of the day, we know Korach ends up getting swallowed. Him, his family, Dasan Aviram, Baruch Hashem, and some other members of his uh, Kihila, they get swallowed alive, and they fall to the abyss. Earth opens up. Why did Kodesh Baruch have to make, first of all, a miracle to kill them? Just let them die. And not only that, why specifically, can we answer why specifically this, this miracle, where the earth opened up and they fell to the abyss? So we have to start, what was, the, what was the main issue of Korach? Now there's so much to say about Korach. There's so many different angles and approaches, but if you read the Psukim and Rashi and a little bit of Medjish, it seems to be there was one overriding Inyan that kept coming back. I'm not saying Chidushim, but the main Inyan is covered. Korach desired covered. He was a covered seeker. We see it from the fact that Rashi tells us that he was jealous of Eltzafan for being the Nasi, and he wasn't chosen to be the Nasi of, of Kahas, of Levi. Of Levi. He, was, he wanted the covered. He wanted to be the Nasi. He felt it was rightfully his. It seems from the Pesukim that he wanted the kahuna from Aaron Cohen. It seems like he wanted to be the leader, not like Moshe. He thinks that he'd be a better leader. As a Moshe, you know, all the people are equal, you know? In your leadership, you're, about, you're, head, you're head of everybody else. But if I would be leader, that's basically what he was saying. If I'd be leader, everybody would be equal. I'm a better leader than you are. He's covered. <coughs> the Medjish says, Medjish says something unbelievable. That in Parshas, I think it's Baalosha, when the Levim were being chosen, right, when they switched, the Bechor, the firstborns were supposed to serve in the, in, the Mikdash, in the Mishkan area. They were supposed to be doing the Avoda. When the Levim took their spot, there was a Hachana process. And part of that process was that they had to get fully shaved. No hair on their body. It's part of the Hachana. Who was going to be the first Levi? chosen for this process well who was the biggest levy well Moshe was the biggest levy but he's already the leader can't be Aaron he's already the Kohen Gadol can't be Aaron's sons because they're already the Kohanim so who's the next the top levy Korach Korach was the next oldest levy so they were Mechabed they were Mechabed Korach that he should be shaved first fully shaved it's an honor you're the, you're the highest Kohen this is a service of a Kodesh Baruch. he comes back Medjur says he's walking home and people say to him like what happened to you I mean fully shaved no hair in him like what happened to you and Korach becomes embarrassed 
He was embarrassed. He, he went from feeling honored to feeling embarrassed. And he says, Ben Amram shaved me. And not only that, part of the service was that Aaron Cohen picked up the Levim and he, and he waved them around like a carbon. Like they're a carbon. It's a holy thing, right? Just like some of the carbonos, the, the Cohen would, would wave it up and down and right and left. It's part of the service. So by the Levim, that also happened because they were being brought as carbonos because they were going to serve. So it was an honorable thing. But Korach already now embarrassed about how he looks. Now he's angry. Because when you take a person who's looking for COVID and now he's embarrassed, that's the worst you can, that's, that's Mamish killing him. And he says, not only that did Ben Amram shave me, he also waved me around like, a, like I'm a lulav or something. He gets all, he gets all heated up. It's from there I think he wants to destroy Moshanar. But he's after COVID. And not only that, COVID ended up getting him killed. Rashi brings down, the Moshe Rabbeinu says to the, to, Ko, to Korach and his people, listen, you all want to be the Kohen Gadol? Fine. Take the Katoras. Tomorrow we'll all go. We'll take metal pans. We'll take the Katoras. We'll light it on fire. We'll see. Whoever the fire comes down from Shemaim into the pan, he's the Kohen Gadol. The problem is if you, bring the, if you try to bring the Katoras and you're not the Kohen Gadol, you're going to die. So Rashi asks, Korach was a smart guy. What made him think that he was going to make it out alive? So Rashi tells us it was his kavod because he saw with Ruch HaKodesh he was a big, he was a big person. He saw the Ruch HaKodesh that Shmuel HaNavi was going to come out of him. And Shmuel HaNavi is equal to Moshe Aaron. And not only that, 24 Mishmaros groups of Levim who had themselves had Ruch HaKodesh were going to come out of him. So Karl like, one second. All of these great people are going to come out of me must be I'm going to live. He felt so honored that what was going to come out of him. So he felt he's, un- he's invincible. Now, the silliness, of course, of Korach was, maybe it's your kids, Zuchos. But that's what Kava does. If a person is seeking Kava, that means he, he, he thinks he's a, a Baal Mechubad. He thinks that he's an honorable person. So therefore, it must be coming from him. And that ended up being his downfall. So besides for COVID being a very like nauseating, I'm sure everybody in the business world or anybody you've dealt with, you've met people who are like seeking and they're dripping that they're looking for COVID, that they expect it. Definitely in the business world, you've met these people. Besides it being a nauseating type of mida, but it's much worse than that. Because when a person seeks his own COVID, it's guaranteed and by definition of a person who's self-centered and going after his own covet, he's forgetting about a Kaddish Baruch's covet. Because as much as Korach was saying, what about me? I, I, I deserved it. I'm a big person. I learned Torah. I'm also the oldest. But you forgot one thing, Korach. After all of all your tainas, a Kaddish Baruch Hu chose Moshe. A Kaddish Baruch Hu chose Aaron. A Kaddish Baruch Hu chose El Tzafan. Not Moshe. So when, Aaron, when Korach was seeking that covenant and, and fighting against every single person, feeling that he was, ta- he was being taken advantage of and no one was respecting him, and other people were taking away his covenant, really, who was he going after? Kodesh Baruch. Now, if you go after Kodesh Baruch, you're in big trouble. That's what he was doing. The Pasuk says at the end, after Kodesh Baruch Hu says, right, with the staffs and the Amen coming out of, the, of Aaron Cohen's staff, 
HaKadosh Baruch says to Moshe Rabbeinu, HaShev Mata Aaron Lefnei HaEdus. Take that staff of Aaron with the almond that blossomed, that proved that I chose him. Put that staff by the Olamoid. L'Mishmeres L'Os, that it should be forever a sign. Livnei Maru, for those rebellious people, Korach and anybody else who wants to rebel. Usachalt Lunosa Me'alai, who have complaints against me. That's what says. Pashim Shah the Psukim, Korach was going after Moshe, he's going after Aaron, he wasn't going after Hashem. Why is the Kurdish Baruch taking, it's a, taking uh, the hit that Korach was going against him? Because it really was going against him. Because when a person seeks his own covet and he's demanding, it must be that he's complaining against the Kurdish Baruch. And he's not seeing the Kvod Hashem. He's not seeing it right. Even Yaakov, you see Rashi, you know, Yaakov asks, Rashi brings down, Yaakov asks that his name not be put with Korach. Korach ben Yitzar ben Kahas ben Levi stops. Doesn't say ben Yaakov. Yaakov says, don't, don't put my name with Korach. And if you look at Rashi, on the spot, Rashi says, Yaakov says, don't put Kivodi. Look at the words of Rashi. Don't put my covered with, with, with Korach. Because Yaakov's covered is Hashem's covered. He says, Korach does, doesn't, doesn't hold of your covets, so he doesn't hold of Kivodi. Don't put me with him. The, to begin a little bit of the sugi of what's, of course, Pasha Pshat, to go to, to try to take a Kaddish Baruch's covet for yourself is, a, is obviously a bad thing. But a little bit in a, in a deeper way to understand is that the whole world, this whole world that we live in, is built for a Kaddish Baruch's cover. The whole world is built in his cover. The Pasuk says in Yishai Navi, famous Pasuk, everybody brings it down in Panemius, Everybody who's connected to my name and my covered, which is this whole world, Barosiv, I've created, Yitzaritiv, I've fashioned, Afasisiv, I've made. Meaning, all of the sea of the world, all the Yitzirs, all the creations, all the, everything that we see, is all Lichvodi. It's all for my covered. And even a little bit deeper, before Kaddish Baruch created a world, everybody's heard Rabbi speak about it, you've learned in the Svarim, there was an infinite light of a Kaddish Baruch, called the Or Einsof. Rabbonu Shalom Ba'atz Muso, infinite light, nothing else could be in that place. When you have something that's infinite, there's no room for anything else. But a Kaddish Baruch wanted, we, we're not going to get into it now, he wanted, whatever that means, to have a world, to have a creation, to have people, to have a nation. The only way that he could have other things with him, Kiviyachal, okay, is if he would be mitzam to himself. He would hide himself, remove himself a little bit to allow there to be other things. Everybody knows he, he, separate, he pushed himself out, again, Kiviyachal, and there was a chalala panoi, there was an empty space, and in that empty space, all the worlds are created down to our world. We're living in an empty space that was created by Kodesh Baruch pushing himself out. That's why in this world, Olam is from the Lashon, He'elam, it's hidden. Hashem's hidden in this world. You don't see him. Because he had to remove the revealed self to allow there to be us. The Svarim tell us that in the world, in the Olam Asiyah that we live in, the Or Ein Sof is now hidden. 
It's around, but it's hidden. So what's left? When we connect to Kaddish Baruch Hu, when we do mitzvahs, when we daven, we're dealing with the Shekhinah Kedosha, and that's called Kvod Hashem. That's called Kavod. Because it's not clear. Kavod is, you could see somebody and you cannot be Mechabidim. The President of the United States of America decided I don't want to be Mechabidim. Kavod is up to us to decide if we want to be Mechabid. And the Kaddish Baruch Hu made a world that we have Bechira. That's Kavod Hashem. So the whole world is built on Kavod Hashem. As we know, the Kaddish Baruch Hu is the king of the world, Melech Olam. And we know Chazal tell us, Ein Melech Beloam. There can't be a king. If there's, if there's no nation, there's no king. What's he a king over? Now, if there's a nation, there could be a king. What does, what's the connection between the nation and the king? Covered. The, oh, that's the main Nakuda. If a nation is Mechabit this person, he becomes the king. If they're not Mechabit him, he's the joke. So then they're not a nation and he's not a king. So therefore the whole world is created on Kavod Hashem. Everything's built originally on Kavod Hashem and constantly every, all, at all times. We have to mechabed HaKadosh as much as we possibly can. All of our mitzvah is being mechabed him. All of our davening is being mechabed him. Of course, there's other, there's other levels of how much you think about Kavod Hashem. There's deeper in Yonim. At work to be mechabed HaKadosh That's why at work sometimes it's even a higher level. To be mechabed HaKadosh at work where it's not Ruch Nis, Revealed is even a higher level than when it's revealed. To bring a Kaddish Baruch covet into a place that's far further from Ruchnius, I mean, Achim talks about with Yisro, that brings a bigger covet, Kavod Hashem. So I'll read for you, and it's a little late, but I want to read for you just the first, the, the beginning of Torah Vav, of Rabbi Nachman. The beginning of Torah Vav is a very, very big Torah. Listen to what he says. Ki tzoruch kol odem l'mayit b'chvod Everybody has to minimize his own covet. L'harbos b'chvod And to increase kvod Hashem. You could only increase kvod Hashem if you remind your own covet. Ki misha rodevacha kavod. Anybody who's running after kavod. He's not Zoha to be Mechabed HaKadosh Baruch. It's not possible. If you're running after your own Kavod, you're looking for yourself. If HaKadosh Baruch is not giving it to you, you're running after it. Therefore, you're not being Mechabed HaKadosh Baruch. You're given the Kavod of kings, meaning the Kavod of Teva. Shenem Arbo, the Pasuk says, Kavod Malachim Chokr Dover. V'hakol Chokr Machazer Ben Achman. If you're running after Kavod, then everybody starts to be choker after you. They start to say, is this guy Roy for COVID? Or if you're running after it, some people start to say, they start to ask questions. Who is this guy? Does he really deserve it? He's trying to grab something that may not be his. Who is this person? He's trying to take this COVID. And they argue with him. He said, you're not Roy for this COVID. The whole world goes after him. If you run after Kavod, the whole world's going to run after to destroy you. Avomisha Baruch Mena Kavod, anybody who runs away from Kavod. He's minimizing his own Kavod. And he's trying to increase a Kaddish Baruch's Kavod. 
Azayu zochel lechvod elokim. He zochel to honor Kaddish Baruch Hu. Vaz ein bnei adam hakachokrim al kvodu. No one asks about this person's kavod. He becomes honored. Nobody asks who is this guy, because this person's not asking for kavod. He's only honoring the Kaddish Baruch, and that's an honorable person. No one asks. No one asks if he's roy or not. It's usher to be choker. It's usher to ask questions on this kavod. If you're mechabed a kaddish baruch then people are going to be mechabed this person. That's how it goes. It's interesting that the word to be choker, right? To, to go after, to ask questions, is the same letters as korach. Same letters as korach. Korach is the one who ran after kavod, and therefore they were choker on him. They turned Korach around. They said, Korach, you want covered? So we're going to be choker on you. We're going to ask questions on you. We're going to see if you really deserve covered. But those who stay away from Korach and stay away from their own covered, no one's choker on him, on this person. So Korach was going against creation. Korach was going against Kvod Hashem, was going against creation. He was looking to actually destroy the reality as, as the world knows, as Moshe and Aaron were leading. And if there's no Kvod Hashem, right? This whole world is built on Kvod Hashem and that halal. If there's no Kvod Hashem, what happens? If you throw away the Kvod Hashem, what happens? The Ain Sof comes back in and destroys everything. Mm. So that can't happen. Mm. So what, what was the Midah Keneged Midah? HaKadosh Baruch Hu made a miracle and opened up the earth and Korach fell to where? The Ain Sof. He fell into the abyss into that place that he was trying to open up. He thought that he can enter into a world of his own covet and push away a Kaddish Baruch's covet. Kaddish Baruch says, are you serious? And he says, I'll find, you know what? I'll give you the Ain Sof. You want the Ain Sof? I'll give you the Ain Sof. Mm-hmm. So he opened up the earth and he let him in. Because when you go against creation, creation goes against you. To the Ain Sof Mamash. So let's go back to Nagdimon. So he has two questions on Nagdimon. <clears throat> Number one, when he needed the rain, why didn't he ask for the rain? Ask for rain. What's he talking about? And question number two. <coughs> and question number two was, after Kaddish Baruch decided to give him rain, why didn't the Kaddish Baruch just make the sun come out? Right? Why did he have to go back inside the base of Migdash and daven again? Just make it happen the first time. So perhaps we could say is that when a person lives for Kvod Hashem, which was a Nakdimon was davening, so he's saying, it's not for my, my covet, it's about your covet, nothing to do with me. Your people are, have a mitzvah to go up Ali the Regal, to serve you in the base of Migdash, the Kvod Hashem, in Yushalayim, the base of Migdash, where all the covet of a Kodesh Baruch is. And I just want to help you. I want to, I'm, I'm a messenger to be, to be Marba, Kvod Hashem. And therefore I did this only for you. When you live a life of Kvod Hashem 100%, you don't need to ask for anything. Life goes the way it's supposed to go. You don't need to ask. And if a Kaddish Baruch decided, no, I'm not going to make it rain, fine. He would give him the money up because he's living for Kavod Hashem. He didn't have to, he wasn't, well, the point wasn't about asking for rain. The point was to say, Kaddish Baruch, I did this for your covenant, and I'm going to live with your covenant. Whatever you say, I'm not even asking for anything. So why is it that Kaddish Baruch Hu then didn't make the sun come out? Because he was testing Nagdimon one last time. 
Because then the rain came down and then the guy said, yeah, but the day's over, I won. So he was pushing that demon to the brink. Because what would any of us normal human beings say? Well, come on, are you serious? I spent all this time working for your people, bringing, getting, the, getting the water for you, and then you make it rain, thank you. But come on, you can't throw me a bone like you. Make it the sun come out already. He was testing Nagdemon. Would he lose it in the last second? And Nagdemon didn't budge. Nagdemon didn't go back in and say that. He didn't even ask for the sun to come out. He vaited, said, Kodesh Baruch make it be known that you have a nation who you love. That's it. And if the sun didn't come out, he would have been Makabal. Because if that's what the Kavod Hashem is, if that's what the Kodesh Baruch wanted, he was ready. Because to be to be marvik for Hashem means you have to be memai your own covenant, which means you have to be memai your own expectations. You can't assume which way life's going to go because that would be you're trying to push your covenant into this world. Kodesh Baruch decides. It's a total bit. So, when I was listening to this note that Davidal said, imagine this: you have a a person who's talented. At music. He's learning Dafyomi. Kavod Hashem? Learning Dafyomi? Good. Kavod Hashem. He gets inspired, he said, by the Dafyomi. That's, that's also not Pasha. Kavod Hashem. And then he takes the tefillah from the Dafyomi and he connects it to the talent that a Kaddish Baruch Hu has given him, which is music, and he puts a nigin to this. Is this not itself an act of Kavod Hashem? Kaddish Baruch, it's all yours. That's what the song is about. These are the, these are, this is my talents. I'm learning. I could sing. I could play music. I'm giving it all to you, Kaddish Baruch. So it blew me away when I heard that. When I heard that note, it was just a beautiful tie-in. But the last question is, why is it so long? It's like five and a half minutes. The song. What's the answer? Because if you're not constantly, <laughs> Yagi's answer answer everything today. <laughs> but you got it. I mean, you got it. Because a person has to, a person has to have this tefillah, very simple tefillah of Nakdimon, constant on his lips. Kadosh this is for your covenant, not for me. At work, at shul, at home, constantly, again and again and again and again. That's why the song goes on and on because we need to get it into our brain. We need to say these tefillahs to Kadosh with your mouth, like Nakdimon said. Put your talis on, go to shul and say Kadosh this is for your covenant. Then you could daven. Kadosh this is for your covenant. I'm going to work. Kodesh Baruch, this is for your covered. Hi, honey, I'm home. It's all for your covered, Kodesh Baruch. And if we live that way, for the Kavod Hashem, you don't have to ask for things in life. Because life will go the way it's supposed to go, and you'll be very happy. We should be Zohar, Hashem. some technical uh, issues here. We're, we're getting there. We're working through it. Ah. Just
usually at this point we write a tefillah, which we should, but I'm just thinking at the end, does anybody have any questions about the Chabura? I just want to make sure everybody got... Yagi yeah. yeah, knows the answer. So many. Yeah, Max, what do you want to say? Should there be like somewhat of that like balance of like... Sure, should walk around also like feeling honored, honored like about like what not like not seeking the honor, but still like also feeling that honor. You should feel self-confident. Yeah, self-confident. So when you how, how do you keep a balance of He's good at learning. Yeah. He's good at learning. Yeah? Yeah. So he should feel good about that. When he realizes that his learning comes from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, so he's able to say it came from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, but he gave it to me, I'm a messenger, so I'm, I could feel good about it, but not because of me. I'm holding, I'm, I'm a messenger. Exactly. And he endowed me with that. That's how we have to go through all of our, everything that we have. You have any questions, Yanki? Well, it's interesting. I, I think I learned this from Rabbi Nachman. You definitely learned it from Where he talks about how covet, all the covet in the world belongs to Ben Shlaim. So anytime anybody's Oh, oh, yeah. I, I was saying that, like, I've learned, I think, from Rabbi Nachman. He's saying, for sure, it was from Rabbi Nachman. Um, <laughs> that all the covet in the world belongs to Ben Shlaim. Anytime anybody's trying to take any sort of covet, even the tiniest bit of covet, you're taking that covet away from the bunch line. Right. Every single definition. Of covet. It's like, like personally, like I, I, there's so many places where we could all relate to it. You know, um, for example, like when someone damaged the Amun and everyone's like, it's like, I used to love that, mm. but it happens to be that <laughs> it became uncomfortable because, like, I really try to, like, say, like, this is yours, I'm just here, whatever, and, like, it's, you're put, it's, you're being tested by, try, by even, even if you, it, like, feel good about it, you're taking cover away from, from Hashem, exactly. and everybody in their own things, you know, Hashem. we all know what, you know, make us feel good, and where people give us covet or whatever, like, wow, you're a sick landscaper. <laughs> um, but ultimately, that's that's that's, that's the Avaita. Like this tefillah, but, but now the beginning of the day, just throw it all together. Now that you understand the Kairach part of it. Yeah, it's like it's Mamshkaruch. The second part. But you asked a question: Why did the ground have to? And you answered because the earth had to go against the Hashem had to go against heaven. There's so many other ways to that. But I'm thinking that it was what Kairach was trying to do was so bad that it couldn't. What are you? You guys are the youngest guys here. Like, where are you going? You're in the middle of a heart. Yeah, but this is part of my heart. It's first Hashem. I'm, this is all first Hashem. Hashem wants to hear. By the way, I, for, I forgot to mention the mission prayer gave us. What does the mission prayer gave us say? It says Kinataiva covered motzinus adam and olam. Wow. If you go after covered, you're out of this world. So, in a bad way. So what I'm saying is like, why the earth? There's so many ways for Hashem to go against Teva, right? Mm. What he was doing was so connected, like the whole world. There wasn't a moment to keep him further alive. It was like, wherever you are, boom, you're done, you're gone. 
no body, no burial, nothing. Karaga, it's Karaga. Karaga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, the second part. I'll see you at 6 a.m. tomorrow. The second, the second part of, of when he had to go back in. I mean, we, we all do that where we have, like, Hashem, like, make this deal go through whatever. And maybe some part of it goes. And you're like, come on. Like, that's the test within the test. Within the test. Yeah. But you know, it's interesting, where else do we find, we found uh, someone where not, um,